the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Grace Church, Dumfries, Virginia. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the word overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia, where we are real people with real lives experiencing real change. Please visit us at gracechurchva.org to find this message and more about grace and how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God and believe that his word calls for us to live big. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live the big, full life that God has for you. Here's Dr. Greer and why there couldn't really be prophets in the time of Jesus and they couldn't really function anyway because in any way because all a prophet does really point to Jesus. So if the master's in the room, what's a prophet got to say? Except... So Peter had been trained, all the disciples, but when Jesus spoke, he was speaking for the 12. He, he was trained in the divine, in the genuine. So if anyone needed to mark Paul as a counterfeit, it would have been that apostle. But instead, he called what he wrote the rest of scriptures. So it's clear that these apostles were not just writing letters or trying to write good books. They recognized that they were recording the very words of the Almighty God. Let's listen to the message, John 12 and 49. Now, Jesus was God taken on flesh, but he was 100% man, as, as well as 100% God. And in that, he had a thought process. And I want you to listen to the master's thought process behind the words that are said here. He said, for I have not spoken on my own authority. Now, many that would, well, some that would read that would say, well, Jesus is, is basically saying the Father is more God than himself. Not necessarily so. A triangle, let's put it this way, a pyramid has an apex. That apex is the top of the pyramid. A pyramid has too many sides, a triangle. But nonetheless, in that triangle, there's the same essence, the same space that makes it the triangle. Everything on the inside of the triangle is shared. But there are three points or three persons. God, you see, God is other. He's not creation. And since he existed outside and before creation, all our analogies of his being is going to be a little bit difficult. In fact, folks that think they got down the definition of God's being 
uh, uh, really, 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 really well, I question it. Because how is it that creation can so e- easily grasp something as perplexed as always? I mean, how do you really define always? I know right now, and I know some of my past, and I'm hoping about my future, but who knows always? How do you define always? God in himself was three persons. St. Augustine said that God is love, but in order for God to love, he had to have someone in himself to love. Remember, there's no creation yet. God is just in himself. And then there had to be that bond of love, a spirit of love between them. So even Augustine, you know, all that doesn't explain everything, but it is an explanation that God was in himself complete, happy, doing well before there was anybody, anything, anyone. He was having conversations. See, God is relational. The Bible said God is love. If he's relational and had no one to love, he was in solitary confinement, which is not good for a relational person, meaning he was in hell before he had creation. God was complete in himself always. And when he created creation, he just created us as a bonus. Not because he needed us, but because he wanted to love somebody else beside himself. So Jesus here is talking. And he's so secure. I like this about the master. You know, a lot of people, I ain't submit nobody. I'm not going to call nobody. No, 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 no. I'm going to, you know, I got to be in a first name base. I got to pull everybody down. But keep secure. Stop it. Jesus knew who he was. But in the Godhead, there was unity, but there was also order. Even in the home, the Bible did not say the man or the husband is the boss of the house. That's not what it said. You got to read your Bible better. It said he's the head of the house, meaning the ultimate responsibility in the house is on the man. And we've talked about this before. God gave man authority in the house, but he gave woman influence. If I had to choose between the two, I'd rather influence and not have to deal with the responsibility. But y'all fighting, y'all fighting to do, I mean, why y'all fighting? Nobody wants this. Listen, when a husband and wife get divorced, you know, the first person God's going to go to is not the wife. It's the man with responsibility. It's the fellow. Jesus is part of the Godhead, but he humbles himself. He's not insecure. It's like, it doesn't make me less than humble to you, Father. The Holy Spirit's not fighting with the Father. I want to be on the top. No, I want to be on the top. You know, the, 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 the Trinity just, I mean, the, the pyramid just flipping around. All, no. It's not happening. There's humility in the Godhead. And they, they love each other perfectly. For I have not spoken of my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command. Okay, Jesus was part of the Godhead, but it was the part of the Godhead that added flesh to his deity. But as as soon as God added flesh to the word, Christ became God's ambassador to the three-dimensional world. The ambassador or an ambassador's only job, only job, is to be the voice of his home country's chief executive officer. Back then it was a king, today it's a president. But the short of it is, an ambassador doesn't go there making decisions. An ambassador only communicates what he or she is told. In fact, if an ambassador starts trying to make his own decision, the, the, the CEO will immediately recall them. They were not elected, they don't have a right to do that. It, it, that, that, that right rests fully on the shoulders of the king or the president. 
But the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. What the master is saying here is that not only did the Father tell me what to say, he told me how to say it. And, and that's important here. So if Jesus spoke for God, when we reject what Christ said, we're ultimately re- uh, rejecting the Father. That's why you can't go through the Father but by the Son. Because the two of them are not, they don't have different stories, different testimonies, or a different message. If you love the Father, you love the Son. If you really love the Son, you love the Father because they're one. John 6 and 63. Let's continue to look at this. Now, we saw that Jesus said, I only do what the Father said, but I want you to pay attention to his relationship with the Spirit. John 6 and 63 says, it is the Spirit who gives life. Jesus was the perfect representation of both the Father and the Spirit. If the Spirit you have is not sharing the testimony of Jesus Christ, it's not the same Spirit that Jesus submitted to and was a part of. I think one of the best pictures of this is I want you to imagine, and I'm going to use the Father and Spirit as the ocean. Imagine taking a bucket and dipping it into the ocean. Taken out of the ocean is water that's unchanged from the rest of the ocean. But if you put it back into the ocean, the ocean also remains unchanged. It's the same stuff. Jesus did not become less of the ocean when he became a man. He didn't become less of God when he became a man. And when he went back to the Father, God didn't become more of God. All of a sudden, it was just, you know, it got real tight and it got it. No, 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 no. There was never an addition or subtraction from deity. Still with me? He said, it is the spirit who gives life and the flesh, speaking of our, 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 our five physical senses, our intellect, our ingenuity, apart from the Holy Spirit, profits nothing. The best we are when all we're doing is dealing with our reasoning and our own thoughts. We're, we're much like dogs chasing their tails. It requires a whole lot of energy, but ultimately it's an absolute waste of time. And we can continue to spin our wheels, spin our wheels, spin our wheels, spin our wheels. And, and you know what? Um, uh, when, when we do that, let me, let me explain to you what, 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 what happens. And we've used this illustration before. You know, the, the best of us, maybe we can dunk a basketball. That's about the highest we get. Or maybe we could touch the top of the backboard. Maybe, I mean, you're, you're a super athlete if you can. But, but here's the deal. Nobody could touch the moon. And what we do competing with other people, I, I'm better than you. I get a little higher than you. I have more discipline than you. I behave better than you. But all of you miss the ultimate standard, which is the moon. Jesus was the only one with the capacity to get to the moon. And... When we, you know, just think things through, that maybe all we do is maybe get 10, 11, 12 feet off the ground. That's all. Some people do get higher than other people. But really, in the scheme of things, it's not very high at all. Then he goes on, the words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. This is Jesus' attitude. I'm not just talking. I'm not just a conversationalist. I'm just not walking around trying to get my preach on. No. Jesus believed that every word he spoke was born of the Holy Spirit and filled with life-giving power. 
This was his mentality and his understanding. He only spoke for the Father as his ambassador of the kingdom. Matthew 8 and 5. Let's take a look at what all this means, and we're going to then wrap up for the morning. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came a century, how many years is a century? 100 years. So a centurion, he's probably over how many soldiers? 100, yeah. So it was a, a Roman soldier over uh, 100, came to him and pleaded with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying home paralyzed. There's a lot we could say about this scripture, but the bottom line is a man that got stuck. Anybody in this room ever get stuck? Yeah, in a place he couldn't move, he couldn't get out of, he was just stuck in a situation. Then it goes on to say he was dreadfully tormented. It, the, the language makes me conclude that he was paralyzed, but somehow his joints were still hurting. And you, you ever have an a itch you can't scratch? So he's paralyzed, but he can't stretch the joint. And when you're feeling your joint still, even though, and, but you can't move them, that, that's very, very painful. So, he, so he's in the, 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 the paralysis here, uh, and, and he's hurting, and, 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 and it's tough. But Jesus cares about folks who get stuck. And, and it's good to read that God cares about paralyzed people, because I know some of y'all are paralyzed, and I'm paralyzed every now and then too. And Jesus said to him, you're beneath me. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. No. He said, I will come and heal him. Problem solved, right? But watch this. And then he's about to tell Jesus no. I mean, if it wasn't in the Bible, I wouldn't believe this, 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 this narrative. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. It's a polite way of saying no. Don't come to my house. Now, the consideration was Jesus knew that as a Jew, if he went into a Gentile's home, uh, his critics were going to, uh, you know, say that he was unclean and, 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 and uh, it was just going to create a problem for, for the master. And, you know, when you're unclean, you, you, you can't, uh, you got to stay away from people and, and, and all the rest. And, and the, the point here and what we see in the centurion is really, 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 really important. This man did not just care about getting what he wanted. He cared about Jesus. And a lot of us, we have our plans and our goals what we want for our life, and, and we'll kill everybody on the way to getting it. But this man didn't just want what he wanted. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm a real goal-oriented person. I'm sometimes driven instead of lead and all that, so I, I really get this. And, and, and sometimes I just want what I want. But, but I've learned if, if, I, if I really love Jesus, the question is not just, Lord, I want this. It should be, Lord, how's this going to impact you? If I get what I want, how's that going to impact your purposes for my life? How's that going to impact the testimony that you want me to bring? Now, if you pull me out of this mess, you know, uh, it'll be better for me, but it might be worse for my story. And people need to hear a story about your glory. So maybe, Lord, you need to keep me in a little bit longer. And then out of this test will come what? A testimony to bring you more honor and more glory. <laughs> Jesus handled the issue this way. Father, not my will, but thine be done. And we got to learn. Lord, I know I want what I want. I'm going to be honest with you, Lord, about what I want. But ultimately, what's your thought? I want your input. How does this impact you? And be flexible enough to humble your own desires before the Almighty. Verse 8. The centurion answered 
and said, Lord, I'm not worthy to come under your roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. This man knew something that a lot of folks need to learn. You don't always have to feel God's presence in order to be confident that he's working things out for your good. Now, I enjoy God's presence. I love God's presence. I I love to feel him and sense him. Those are wonderful moments. But I want you to imagine if you went home to your house and, you know, after your, your 16-year-old, you know, uh, I'm going to use the son, comes to the door, maybe hugs you and greets you. But for the rest of your time at home, he got to touch you. So I need to feel you to know you love me. I need to feel your love. But that, that's the way we are. Some of us, 30 years old. Walking into God's house, I got to feel you, Lord. I can't feel your love. I need to just touch you and just touch you. And t- I'm with you. You don't always have to touch me. I love my wife, and our touching moments are great. But if they were always, okay, we'll back away from that. But we make a religion out of feeling something. Ha. I mean, we take a good thing and we make it bad. I want to feel, and I enjoy when I feel, but I'm not a slave to my feelings. He's there whether I feel him or I don't feel him. He's my God, my Savior, and the lover of my soul. He says, speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also, 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 right? He recognized something in the master, which is important. For I also am a man under authority. This man lived under uh, a chain of command. And people that live under a chain of command recognize others who, who, who operate uh, the, the, the same way. And what he was saying is, I know that you work for God. I know you are under divine authority. I know that your words are divinely spoken and, and said. See, some people read the Bible for an idea. I do. I'm interested in the idea. I'm interested in the thought process. But I need to hear what has God said. What is his word? Why? Why is that so? Because God created the universe through his word. Everything was created by the word, so you better believe everything remains suspect to that word. Meaning if, if God by his word made a thing, God by his word can fix a thing. So he said, listen, I know you're under authority. I know you're, you're, you're marching at heaven's command. I, I recognize that you only do what the, the Father says do. And because of that, only speak the word. I don't need to feel nothing. I don't need to see nothing. You don't even need to touch nothing. Just do what God did at the beginning. God said, let there be, and it was. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, again about a hundred, and I say to this one, go, and he better. That's what the Bible says. And to another, come, and he better. That, that's, that's Derek Greer translation, but this is the point. <laughs> the point is, you, them Romans, they, they, they will kill you dead. You did not disobey an order. What, what do we call it when you, you, you run away from AWOL? Killed is what they called it back then. Dead. There's no AWOL. You were dead. I say to this one, go, and he goes, and another come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this. And what does he do? He was saying, Jesus, I recognize your absolute authority. That's what he was saying. And it was amazing that this man said this, and it wasn't a Jewish man. 
You see, a commander does not have to go out into the field to get his will done. He doesn't have to do that. All he has to do is send the order. The general is not typically out there on the field. He's just, they're just orders that are, that are moving people and things around. All God had to do is release his order. So earth had a problem. So what did God do? Send an order. The Bible says it this way. The word became flesh. The order became a person. Christ is the order of God. He is the will, the wisdom, and perfection of the Almighty. And he came to the planet to correct things that had gone awry and astray. When Jesus heard it, he scratched his head. I mean, only two places in Scripture does Jesus marvel. One was in his hometown of Nazareth when uh, he, he taught, and then they tried to kill him. They wanted to throw him off of a cliff. Uh, they, 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 they took issue. Who is this guy? You know, we know him. You know, what, what's he doing trying to, to preach his way? And the second place is the face or, or, or the faith of this man. But you see, people can be so surprising that we don't make sense sometimes. And we even make God scratch his head. And I know that, 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 that I'm being humorous. God knows everything, okay? So the point is, sometimes we don't add up. Okay, here's the deal. The Jewish people were the caretakers of Scripture. I mean, they would write it and, and they'd throw away pages. And, um, I mean, they, they would count the numbers of, of letters on each column and add them up. And, and, I mean, they were meticulous about recording the scriptures. And, and I mean, you, you had to clean, you had to pray, you had to bow several times between each letter and verse. And, I mean, serious stuff, writing. They didn't just write and copy. No, no, no. They, they, it was a whole deal to, 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 to write uh, or rewrite the text of scripture. But here we have the, car, the, the caretakers of the Bible. They need a feeling. Jesus said, you wicked generation, unless you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. Unless you feel it. But here you have this Italian. He's not Jewish. First time he heard about the Bible was actually when he went to Israel. He wasn't trained in scriptures. But we have this foreigner coming with a higher revelation of Jesus than the folks who ought have had a high revelation of the master. So when Jesus, the reason he marveled, he's scratching his head, he's saying, this doesn't add up. Let me tell you something. When things don't make sense like that, typically a spirit's involved. And what had really happened is there was a spirit of blindness on the people. And it's funny how people could be in church 20 years and, and, and so blind. But someone come in and just six months into a relationship with Christ, they understanding things, grabbing hold of things, and getting results in their life. Because one was in the church, but that blindness and, and the rest, the spirit of blindness gripped them. And it was all about the form and whether or not Bishop said the, the, uh, okay, uh, the, the benediction uh, uh, or, or whether or not I wore a robe or, or, or whether or not, you know, there were there are not enough crosses on the wall. I don't know about this place. Crazy stuff. It's the cross in your heart, dear one. It's not the picture of Jesus on the wall. It's his countenance in your countenance. That makes sense, dear one. I go in the middle. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. And he said to those who followed, surely I say it in you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. This is why he marveled. The, the religious folks always oh, got to feel something, see something. But this guy was willing to only believe my word. Are you religious? 
Are you one that God can marvel at and celebrate and be delighted over? Verse 13, and we're through for the morning. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you believe, so let it be done for you. What he believed could happen, happened. Why? Because he put his faith in God's word. Is anybody in this room ready to believe that what God says in his word can happen, will happen for you? And and you're willing to say, Lord, I don't have to feel it. I don't don't need one goosebump. I just believe it in my heart. And what's amazing is when you start believing it, the feelings follow. Do you understand? And he closed like this. And his servant was healed, not the next day, that same day hour, the very moment Jesus spoke. Amen. What is it you need in your life? I need you right now to get past, I believe it when I see it. I believe it when I feel it. Who in this room is willing to make that shift of mentality to move just from the feeling level to the centurion level? You say, Lord, because you said it, I believe it, and that settles it. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Derek Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yuramitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.